Isn't it great to be here on a Wednesday night? Man, it's midweek service. It's hot night. But you know what? We may be a little weary, a little tired, but not God. He didn't have to put us off. He didn't have a list of so line. He had to put you down somewhere on the bottom. He wasn't preoccupied. Amen. He didn't have time to give you a visitation. I tell you, amen. He never slumbers. He never sleeps. He's never wondering what he's going to do. He already knows what he's going to do. He ain't got a guy he figured out. He's already got it figured out. He's already got a plan and intention for you and I to make heaven. He's got a plan, amen, for us to be victorious. I'm telling you, the devil don't have what you think he's got. And your carnality, if you're crucified, it'll come under subjection. Man, I'm glad to be living for Jesus tonight. How about you? I couldn't think of a better one to call on tonight than Jesus. A better one to move upon our hearts and our minds and our spirits on this Wednesday night. Praise God. He's in the business of driving depressing spirits out. <laughs> That's right. He's in the business of healing our bodies. He's in the business, amen, breaking back into reconciliation, atonement and deliverance, cohabitation. He's the one to come up with a plan, amen, and saw it from the very beginning. I'm going to put my spirit in him. I'm going to put my spirit in him. You've got to be a temple of the Holy Ghost. You've got to have a measure of that spirit. And the writer said, it's joy unspeakable, full of glory. If God's for you, who can be against you? Is God's the author and finisher? Then how in the world are you going to fail? When it's all said and done and you look at the book and you believe the book, the devil don't have a chance. The world don't have a chance. It's not even a fair fight. You got to believe that. Scripture says all power in heaven and earth. I know you got to deal with the prince of the air. I know you got to deal with evil and wicked men. But I still read the back of the book. Wickedness is never going to win. Evil's never going to win. Sinning is never going to have the final party. Ah. No, no, no. God bless you tonight. You can be seated. Appreciate you in the house of the Lord tonight. and Your presence here with us. Come to worship and call on the Lord. and Let the goodness of God and the power of God move upon us in this place tonight. I appreciate each one of you and all the families come to join us. To worship the Lord and to magnify his name. I'm telling you there's nothing like being a Christian. There's nothing like being a Holy Ghost filled vessel. Hallelujah. I'm telling you nothing out there in the world can compare to this. And, or even compete with it. Hallelujah. It really it can't. Hallelujah. When, you, when you're sold out to this and committed to this. There's nothing out there that can trump it. Outmaneuver it. Outbless you. Got a better plan. Hallelujah. In all the realms. Financially, physically, spiritually, mentally. Amen. No other God out there can promise you the sound of a sound mind. There's no other God out there. Amen. That can promise you. Hallelujah. Not to give you the spirit of fear. There's no other God out there that can guarantee you a glorified body. There's no other God that can guarantee you eternity and eternal life. Hallelujah. The death itself is not going to be it's just a comma. It's not a period. Hallelujah. The absence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That little period of time. The Bible 
Bible said as though they're just asleep. They just took a nap and all of a sudden woke up and said, here I am. Hallelujah. Hey man, right where the book said I would be, right where Jesus Christ and men, I took him at his word. I took him at his word. Sometimes that's what you and I got to do even on a Wednesday night when we bring these old weary bodies in this house. Hey man, on a Wednesday night, I'm going to take him at his word. Where two or three gathered said, I'm going to be in the mess. And if Jesus is in the mess, you know what? It doesn't matter how big my mess is. If I get Jesus in the midst of my mess, I can get out of my mess. I said, I just got the ticket to get out of my mess. I just got the ticket to get out of my valley. I just got the ticket, amen, to climb the mountain. I just got the ticket to knock that shot down and cut his head off. I'm glad he's impacted our lives. I'm glad he was willing to inject himself into our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Regardless of how many turned their backs on him, how many rejected him. <laughs> I'm glad he's still pouring out his spirit. Amen. Holding to his part of the covenant and to the promises. Tonight, I'm just going to start a series. <laughs> Praise God. One word has really been in my mind and heart and spirit for, for several weeks now. I got to digging into it today, and, and, and I'm not going to hold you long. I'm going to watch the clock. But, uh, but uh, if you got your Bibles, I'd like to, to turn with us. 2 Timothy 3 and 15. And I'm just going to kind of just talk about it a little bit tonight. And hopefully, with the help of God and the help of the Holy Ghost, to remind me of some things that he prompted me with today. Amen. About this. Uh, I see a generation... That needs this. I see an hour that it's a must. Amen. And if, if, if we're not, if we don't have it anchored and settled, we're going to be in trouble. But in 2 Timothy 3 and 15. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. Which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through the faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Lord, we ask you to help us here tonight. Help us, God, in the next 30 minutes or so, if you allow us to address this in a manner and a way that would be pleasing unto you, but yet be such a, a, a time to feed the lambs and sheep in this house, to give them encouraging words, uplifting words of instructions that will make us who and what you desire us to be as a church and individually the vessels that you have called and elected us to be. I'm going to give you the glory and the praise and honor for the mighty things you've already done in this place, the hearts, the souls, and lives that you have ministered unto the prayers that you have answered the angels that you have dispatched and the things that you've already put in motion tonight for every individual in this house through prayer and faith we're going to give you the honor for what you're going to do through the word of God tonight help us help us do a good job in Jesus name we pray amen God bless you and you may be seated to doctrine is really the doctrine. We're living in a time in a world that, that even the term doctrine is offensive to some. 
Uh, that's the reason you got certain groups that's come up, and, uh, and, and I'm not picking on any of them. I don't know enough about them to pick on them. But whenever you start naming your churches, and you want to shine from Pentecost, and you want to shine from the name, and you want to make it sound more like uh, some kind of a gathering, a man, or some social gathering, uh, and just, you know, just going to come and have uh, milk and cookies, and, and have a good time, and pat one another on the back, and then and, and go home and feel good. But we don't want no doctrines taught. We don't want you to talk about the blood. That's too gross, man. We don't want our people to hear about that. We don't want you to talk about separation. We don't want you to talk about the Holy goes. In fact, amen, you know what, if you don't mind, just don't even mention his name. That's, that's so offensive to some of our, our neighboring brothers and things of that nature. But I'm here to tell us tonight, without doctrines, it's absolutely impossible to be saved. And not only doctrines, but you've got to get them anchored and you've got to get them settled and you've got to get established upon them because the winds of adversity, amen, is coming against this nation, against this church and against this movement. But thank God we got a doctrines, amen, that's planted into our hearts, our minds, and our spirits that we won't be cast to and fro. Hallelujah, not the children of God, not those are led by the Holy Ghost. We're not just going to listen to anything and everything and God's going to help us with kindness and gentleness, but yet with backbone and courage. Amen, to stand in the gap where God wants us to stand and be the examples that God wants us to be in the community that we're in. You know what? God impressed something on me just last day or two in prayer and uh, it's, it dealt even with our community of the benefits that our community can receive from having a God-fearing, God-believing church in the community. Because the church can get activated into areas and realms, especially in the spiritual realms. A man that can drive demons and forces and powers out of the community that the sheriff can't do it. The government can't do it. Moms and dads, as much as they'd like to, can't do it. Amen. The only ones that can have any effect upon it is going to be a church. A church that knows who they are and knows who the God they serve. And know how to serve Him, how to present themselves, and how to offer themselves. And reaches a point and a place in their lives that the Father's business, our Heavenly Father's business, is the most important business there is to be taken care of. That we're not going to be selfish or self-centered. But we're going to get focused on revival and focus on the move of God. And we're going to see some demonical forces and powers of a man that can be conquered and driven out even in our own community because we can allow the doctrine of Jesus Christ and we're not going to let the law or the doctrines amen offend us hallelujah we're going to be ready to hear them we're going to be ready with a ready mind to receive them we're going to have a ready heart amen to respond to them we're not just going to be hearers of the word of God we're going to be doers of the word of God hallelujah I just don't want to shout and dance about hard preaching and getting on my toes and walking right back out there in the same old rut walking right out there in the same old road Walking right out there with no more power and ability to witness and do the work of God. No doctrines, honey. You can't survive without teaching. But if you get the right teaching in your heart, mind, and spirit, it'll keep you when everybody else is falling to the left and everybody else is falling to the right. It'll sustain you and give you energy and strength and ability if you got to stand all by yourself. Because when you stand on the doctrines of God, you're not standing by yourself. You're standing with the Almighty God and the Lord of hosts and the Lord of battle. It's standing with you and so uh, for the next little while I'm not sure just how long this is going to last and I do believe the Lord's impressed me today the next two topics in following under the heading of doctrine is faith and prayer <laughs> these are two of the most important 
ingredients. And so I'm just giving you just a little insight of, of what uh, I've been feeling and, and praying about. And God helping us even today with scriptures. So I, I looked up the word. How often is it in the King James Version? 51 times. It matches. Believe it or not, the majority of them's in the New Testament. There's only just a small handful of them in the Old Testament. In fact, the first one that we're going to talk about tonight, the first time that it's mentioned in the Scriptures, according to the King James Version, is in Deuteronomy 1 and 2, the second verse, actually. But to really look at it, amen, to, to get a real scope of what's being said here because it's actually in a song that God gave to Moses. If you know very much about your Bible, you got to know that 32nd chapter is right at the closing of Deuteronomy. It's right at the point of Moses, a man fixing to leave here. He's fixing to die. In fact, this is the time that God causes Moses and Joshua. When you go back to chapter 31, he causes Moses and Joshua into the tabernacle. And he shows up the tabernacle of the congregation. He shows up in a cloud. And he speaks to Moses and Joshua. And before the people, the transfer, amen, of the anointing and the calling and the leadership from Moses unto Joshua. And in this same setting, amen, he begins to speak to Moses and prays him of a song. If you look down at the 19th verse of that 31st chapter, now therefore write ye this song for you and teach it the children of Israel and put it in their mouths that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. For when I shall have brought them into the land which I swore unto their fathers that floweth with milk and honey they shall have eaten and filled themselves and waxen fat or grew fat. Amen. Then will they turn unto other gods and serve them and provoke me and break my covenant. And so God gives Moses a song to put it into their mouths, to put it into their hearts, put it into their babies' hearts. Amen. Because when they're going into the promised land, this is what's going to happen. Now God's telling Moses they're going to do this before he ever sat out and put the first foot. Amen. Before they ever crossed the Jordan River, before they ever put the first foot in the promised land. God knew what they was going to do. God knew what direction they was going to take. And that's the reason we have to be careful when God blesses us so much. Our God's got to be up if not more so with the blessings of God than it is amen when we're not so blessed if we're not so blessed we got to depend on God and we don't have a lot of other places to go but when we become so blessed and we got plenty of money hallelujah and other resources amen to turn to God a lot of time will be the last thing hallelujah that we'll turn to we'll always depend on ourselves and our own abilities hallelujah and that's the same way with Israel whenever they got to begin to go so I'm going to talk about the song a little bit tonight it's pretty lengthy I'm not sure if I go all the way through all of it I'd love to have it all Memorize and be able to bring it out that way to you tonight. Oh, it'd be awesome just to sing it to you. But when you really begin to listen to the song, we may not like it so much. <laughs> All right? Because it's got some lyrics to it. It's got some truth to it. Amen. And God was already preparing them, amen, to guard themselves and keep themselves from this happening. Hallelujah. So let's just begin to look at that. And Deuteronomy, the 32nd chapter, for those of you who want to tag along. Give ear, ye, O heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Immediately, it's already connected between heaven and earth. Let us know, amen, that it's heavenly, heavenly 
sent. Hallelujah. It's going to have God's approval, God's hand upon it. Now, most of the translations talks about Moses speaking, but you remember some. Moses got it from God. So it might as well have been God speaking. It might as well have been God singing. Amen. As it had been Moses because he represented God and the voice of God. Amen. And he was doing the same thing here. He says, my doctrine shall drop as the rain. Hallelujah. It's going to cover everything. It's going to come down. It's going to my doctrine. Hallelujah. My speech shall distill as the dew. I want you to listen to that little word right there. Distill means means to drop. It's like a dew. Amen. But if you read a little further and do a little studying on that particular word, it also means to extract. Extract what? The spirit of the dew that's dropping. Extract the spirit of the drops that's coming down. My doctrine is going to be like drops. Amen. It's not going to come in like a flood. It's not just going to overwhelm you in one night. You're not going to reach all that perfection and be that mature saints of God in just a couple of weeks. You're not. Ah, oh, come on now. That's too many people got Burger King on their mind. They want it, amen, their way, and they want it right now. And I don't want any more troubles, and I don't want any more disappointments. I don't want to grow. How long just been since you looked at one of them little darlings that was hurting? My legs hurting me. What do we tell them? Grow it, pains. When's the last time we looked at one of these little darlings around here in the Holy Ghost? You're struggling doing it, you know. Oh, help me, Lord. Sometimes we just got to look at that self, and the better thing to do is just look in the mirror at yourself, okay? That's the best thing. It'll go over a lot easier, I promise you. Proverbs talks about that. Amen. There's some people you can't correct, they want to beat you up. <laughs> That's basically what it's telling you. <laughs> But growing pains. It takes it, folks. You can be seated. It's Wednesday night. And so, with the help of the Lord here tonight, we want to talk about this for just a little bit. Amen. Doctrine. Doctrine simply means instructions. Whatever is taught, a principle. Folks, I'm telling you, God's pulling this thing together. God's, God's tying this thing. Pulling it all together. A principle in any science. Dogmat. Well, we don't like that one. You're just dogmatic about it. You're absolutely right. When it comes to repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Spirit, we're dogmatic about it because it's an absolute must. And we're not moving from it regardless of who believes it or don't believe it. Just give me a little example of what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> Some things you just got to be dogmatic about it. Watch this, and the last one was. A truth of the gospel. A truth of the gospel. I'm telling you, thank God for doctrine that'll help us, that'll work with us, and help us along this path to become and to be who and what God has called us to be. So, in this writings here, um, these 51 matches of the word of doctrine, this is the first time that it appears in the King James Version. And it's through a song that Moses is going to give unto the people. And so he starts it out. We understand it's from the Lord. And so my doctrine shall drop a man as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herbs, and as the showers upon the grass. Because I would publish the name of the Lord, ascribe be greatness unto our God. He is the rock it's one thing that we need to get settled in our hearts and minds and spirit 
Bishop Odom starts the Renaissance. Now he's got it, not just ever one, but in the first year or so, he done it on a personal basis. And he would speak to us and tell us, amen, it's a privilege and an honor to be a pre- preacher and a minister of the gospel. But he'd go on, he said, preacher, you didn't get settled. You need to get anchored. You need to get established. And to get you get your mind made up. I'm going to be a preacher above everything else, above every other call, every other responsibility. I'm going to be a preacher of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to walk in the beauty of his counsel and the beauty of his calling. I want to be what God wants me to be. And it doesn't make any difference to me if it's a 30, 60, or 100. But God, if I can just please you on the journey and obey you on the journey and do the sowing you want me to do and do the watering you want me to do and do the planting you want me to do. Amen. And when I leave this world. Amen. I've held on to your doctrines. Now time won't allow me tonight because there's a lot in the New Testament. I looked at some of it today. Such as this. The doctrines of Jesus Christ astonished the people. Those that heard him. We're living in a world today that that nobody really wants you to preach the doctrine. There's a lot of man-made doctrines. Now, they told the Bible just like we do. They claim to be followers of Christ. But I want all the doctrines. I don't want to pick and choose. I want everything that's in there for us. Amen. And so, when you begin to look at this and watch it unfold, he goes from that. They have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation. He's simply saying they're not my children. The spot, the directions, what they get caught up and pulled and lured into. Amen. It's, it's, it's caused them not to be my children. Do we thus requite the Lord or repay the Lord, O foolish people? And unwise is not he thy father that hath brought thee? Hath he not made thee and established thee? I couldn't help but think about that as we was worshiping here tonight. Hallelujah, God, you're my creator. You're the bishop of my soul. I am what I am by the grace of God. I wouldn't have what I've got. I wouldn't have the automobiles I'm driving, the home I'm living in, the family I've got, this good church, the pastor. Hallelujah, I'm telling you the list just goes on and on and on of the goodness of God that's been poured out upon us. I'm telling you if it's ever been a time that we need to get the doctrines of amen anchored and settled into our hearts, our minds and spirits. We're living in that day when the Most High divided the nations their inheritance when he separated the sons of Adam and he set the bonds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. There's a number of different opinions about that. Amen. But different ones got it so we're just kind of leaving that one alone and the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. Catch that. Amen. You and I, amen, we're God's inheritance. We're the apple of his eye. It goes on and says that. We're the apple of his eye. We're the one that he's concerned about. We're his little darlings. Hallelujah. He wants us to make it. He wants us to be victorious. I'm here to tell you God's more for us than against us. But he's not going to deviate from the doctrines. He's not going to change the word of God. He's not going to change his mind about commandments. He's not going to change his mind about holiness. He's not going to change his mind about righteousness. He's not going to change the things he's established in the heavens. Hallelujah. But by the word of God, if you and I fall in love with the doctrines, if you and I fall in love with the commandments, if you and I fall in love with the ways of God, you'll find out it's not so hard to live for God. It's not hard to live for God. I've heard that. I've heard that. But I'm going to start preaching against it. 
I could, I'm going to leave that. For the Lord's portion is his people. He found him in a desert land, in a waste, hollowing wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. Where did he find us? But where are we at tonight? I believe everybody in the house would say, I'm far better off than I deserved. I've been blessed. God, you've been so good to me. Amen. You've been good to me when times you ought to just, you ought to just throw me out in the potter's field. But you didn't do it. You had mercy and compassion and long-suffering. Amen. To bring me back into the fall. To bring me back into your presence. Amen. To work on me one more time. God has been so good to us. Amen. So the Lord alone did lead him. And there was no strange God with him. He made him ride on the high places of the earth that he might eat the increases of the fields. And he made him to suck the honey and out of the rock and the oil out of the flint at rock. Do you understand what he's telling them? They'd have never knew anything about manna had they not, amen, let God be their God. Hallelujah. They wouldn't have known anything about the water coming out of that rock if they had not listened to God and obeyed God. They wouldn't have known anything about crossing the Red Sea and walking into a wilderness had it not been for the goodness of God. This is a cloud, amen. This is a pillar, amen, that was leading them and guiding them and supplying their every need. Hallelujah. The clothes never wore out. The feet never swelled. There was not one feeble one among them. I don't think they had never had a feeble. Amen. Now those that died in the wind because of evil hearts of unbelief. Hallelujah. They died. Amen. Those from 20 and above. Amen. Died. And they, they, they didn't get to enter the promised land. But neither did Moses. And Moses writing it to them and telling them what's ahead of them. And what they're going to face. And what they're going to be caught up in. So if you pass on some of that let's go to about the 15th verse. And you go on. He talks about wax and fact. And, and art fat and uh, wax and fact. And they grown thick. They are covered with fatness. And then he forsook God which made him and like esteemed him the rock of their salvation please hear me tonight hallelujah if you believe in the blessings of God from last Wednesday night and you start obeying that and you prove God and he starts pouring out his blessings and me and starts giving in to you I'll tell you something you got to put your guard up that you don't let those finances and blessings amen become the place to drive you to the point to the place that you forget who God is you forget who brought you out where you've come from and what you've been brought out of amen I don't want to forget that if I come a multi-millionaire God but next year, I don't want to forget that. Hallelujah. But I want to always remember who he is and what he's doing in my life. And how he can bless us. And above that, I pray that God can trust us with it. And we use it in the manner of the way that will be pleasing in the kingdom of God. To help souls, to help lives, and help the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. To be propagated all across this world. You can read all of that. I'm not going to read all of it. Lord have mercy. It's, it's pretty lengthy. <laughs> You can go on down to about the 26th verse. I said, I would rather scatter them unto the corners. I would make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. Were it not that I fear the wrath of the enemy, lest their adversaries should behave themselves strangely, lest they should say, Our hand is high, and the Lord hath not done all of this. For there are a nation void of counsel, neither is there any understanding in them. Oh, that they were wise, that they would understand this, that they would consist this, consider their letter end. How should one chase a thousand, two put ten thousand to flight, except their rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up? It, it's a powerful song, it really is. It covers a lot. I see us as a nation, I see us as a people in this song. 
going and making our way back. Following some of these same things as it's unfolding. When I talk about America as a nation. Becoming so blessed. Becoming so blessed. But now she's headed in a direction. Forsaking God. The principles. The commandments. The statues. Amen. The doctrines. It's not God's will. I don't care what they say. Amen. Paul writes it clear to us about the church. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Amen. We know there's one tabernacle, one ark. We know there's one church. We know there's one body. Amen. We know that. There shouldn't be any isms or schisms in the body. No, that's not the will of God. It's the will of God for there to be such a power and a presence in this house, even on this Wednesday night, as you and I gathered in this place to come expecting the miraculous and the supernatural, to see our little babies being touched and healed and mended, seeing our young people uplifted and encouraged, amen, to press on in the battle, to see our elders being touched, amen, with the, with the, the, the ailments and the pains in their bodies, amen. I'm telling you, it's God's will, amen, but not only in that area, but in the spiritual realms of our minds and our hearts and our spirits. Being baptized in the Holy Ghost. The revelation of who we are and where we at in living and serving God in the world that we're in. I'm telling you, we're blessed. Hallelujah. We're actually, amen. Everybody ought to be jealous of us. They ought to envy us. In fact, we're warned not to look at the world and how they prosper and envy, amen, evil. To have any kind of regret. It. Young people, you don't you let this spirit, this old foul spirit get a hold of your mind. I wish I was raised in some other, uh, some other style of home, not in an apostolic home, not in a Pentecostal home, not in a one God-fearing home. Don't you let that, that lying devil get a hold of your mind like that. This is the greatest house you could ever been raised in. This is the greatest way that you could ever been taught. This is the greatest way, amen, that you could ever been introduced to and exposed to, that you know something about the Holy Ghost, that you know something about speaking in tongues, that you know there is a Savior, that there is a help, there is one amen that can keep you out of the elements of drugs that can keep you out of the elements of alcohol that can keep you out of situations and dilemmas amen there's a prayer present help amen that you can find in just any place and anywhere but you can find it at the house of God I thank God tonight we got a house that we can come to I thank God tonight we got a place that we can gather I thank God we got a strong church and a great church I thank God that we can make a difference as we unite together and bind together and pray together and worship together hallelujah why because we still believe in the doctrines of the Lord Jesus Christ I'm going to let you you can finish the rest of it I tell you it's lengthy it, it's powerful several more verses of it amen that uh, that God gave to Moses amen to give to put it into their hearts into their minds into their spirit and I thought it was just kind of amazing that in the very second verse of it, doctrine, doctrine. The second time you read of this term, amen, it's with Job himself. Actually, Zophar, a man, is accusing him, a man, accusing him of lying, a man. In fact, he puts it this way. He said, should not the multitude of words be answered? Should not a man full of talk be justified? 
Should thy lies make men hold their peace? And when thy mockest, shall no man make thee ashamed? Listen to what he says. For thou hast said, talking about Job, my doctrine is pure. And I am clean in thine eyes. <laughs> I find it interesting that Job knew that the doctrines he had established his life on, that he built his life upon, regardless when his friends were accusing him, regardless when he couldn't even find God or feel God. That's when you find out if you really believe it or not. That's when you find out if you really believe this doctrine or not. But Job wouldn't stagger. Job wouldn't change. Even though they called him and mocked him and called him a liar. Called him a man of many words. And he's saying, even you said your doctrine's pure. And it was. Job knew who he had served. And he knew within his own heart, mind, and spirit. He hadn't sinned against God. How did he know that? By doctrines. Doctrines are a lot more important than a lot of people realize. We're living in a world today that uh, uh, if, if you don't like this group, there's another one down the road. And if you don't like that group, there's another one down the road. If you don't like that group, start your own. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's somebody that's going to join up with you. There's somebody going to agree with you. Amen. They're going to come down the same road you're coming down. They're going to have the same disgruntles as some of the others had. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, if there's ever been a time that we want to be founded and grounded upon this doctrine and upon this truth, it's now. Proverbs 4, 1 and 2. Hear ye children the instructions of a father and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. And so we see the third time that it's mentioned in the Old Testament is Proverbs himself is telling us and informing us to hear or to listen. Amen. For I give you good doctrine. Good or sound or healthy. Amen. When you go to the writings of Timothy and Paul's writings of him, when he talks about and tells him to preach the doctrine. Amen. In season, out of season, preach the word of God. Preach this that's sound. Preach this that's healthy. Preach this that's unmovable, that's unchanged shakeable. Amen. To hold to it, to cling to it, to, to keep it into your heart and your mind and spirit. Young people, let me tell you something tonight. Your mamas and daddies are not against you. They're not against you having good times and, and enjoying things. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. There's some doctrines that goes along with living for God. I'm here to tell you they're here for your protection. They're here to keep you to be exposed to some things that you really don't want to be exposed to. You're listening to the wrong voice. You're being pulled by the own luring powers of, of wickedness and darkness. But I'm here to tell you know why? And look, don't don't do this. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna obey the Holy Ghost a minute if you don't mind. Don't do this. Well, you've done it, Mama. You've done it. And that's right, Daddy. You've done it. That's right. But you know what? I'm gonna do my best to keep you from going there. I'm gonna do my best to keep you from experiencing that. I'm gonna keep you from Amen from having a battle with that. I'm gonna keep you from being exposed to that. It's not a battle against you, Amen. As a as a mother and a daddy, I'm just trying to protect you. I'm just trying to put some doctrines in you that sound, that's solid. It's a greater testimony to say that you 
you've never put a cigarette in your mouth. It's a greater testimony. They say, I don't know anything about booze. I didn't say I didn't know anything about getting drunk. I just don't know anything about your element. I know how to get drunk in the Holy Ghost. I know how to party in the Holy Ghost. I know how to get beside myself in God. Amen. But I know anything ain't to men about drugs and alcohol and all those elements. No, there's a doctor that we teach right here. You know what's wrong with the world? They won't preach it or teach it. They'll send you to hell. But we will. They don't like that. They don't want you saying that. I've heard it till I'm blue in the face. I don't know if it's a Christian or not. They look like a duck. They quack like a duck. They walk like a duck. I call it a duck. Not being harsh. We're not being ugly. But I'm telling you, there's too many people that don't want to preach a doctrine, don't want to live a doctrine, but yet they want to stand behind pulpits. They want your money. They want you to pat them on the back. But I'm going to tell you, there's going to be one day those people are going to hate them. You know what? I don't want nobody to hate me. But if you hate me, I hope it's because I preach the doctrine to you. I preach the truth to you. And done it with the right spirit. Done it with the right attitude, the right reason. Amen. We're not looking for doctrines for candy sticks and things of that, that, that measure by no means whatsoever. Amen. But we want this doctrine to help us. Amen. To help us. You see, doctrine is like, like, like wisdom. Amen. Who is his preserver from stumbling. Amen. As not to go in the way of evil men. Whose aim is, is mischief and violence. Whose ways is darkness. As contrast with the paths of, of the just. Which is the shining light. Ever growing brighter. This is what doctrines do for you. Amen. It's all about. And this is not just for the youth and for the children. This is for the grown ups. And adults. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because we're living in a world today. Hallelujah. That I'm sometimes surprise them. Amen. When you hear certain ones that got called up and, and you went to school with them and they was, I mean, they was, you know, top notch that somehow, some way along the journey, they got mixed up and they got drawn and pulled into things. Amen. That was unwholesome and unacceptable. I'm just going to take a few more minutes. I know my time's up, but just give me a few more minutes if you don't mind. I'd love to touch just a few more things. Amen. I got four pages, but I'll just work on the second one here tonight, and then we'll move on, and hopefully by the help of God to pick up next week. And we're going to work on this a few weeks. And I've studied this and prayed over this, and I have come to the conclusion and the realization, amen, to know and realize how important it is to indoctrinate our people. Amen. Our Sunday school teachers, God bless their souls and anoint and help them. They got about an hour thereabout on Sunday mornings to compete with the rest of the world and the rest of the week to indoctrinate our children to put this truth and this gospel into their hearts and into their souls and into their minds and I'm telling you if there's ever been a time how many of you noticed our Sunday school lesson the last little part of the Sunday school lesson this last week and, and who they used for an example amen to the church and uh, all that the Presbyterian guy how many of you pick up on that I don't agree with that stuff they can beat me up if they want to I don't care if he, if he did not get on the right foundation, I don't care how much good he done, I, I don't call him a Christian. They can beat me up again. But if they have not his spirit. Okay. I, but I'm telling you, that's what's wrong. Apostolics. 
How many of us is apostolics? Why do we call ourselves apostolic? Because of the apostolic doctrine. Who happens to be the doctrine of who? I've had them tell me, I ain't going to do what, what, what Peter said. I'm going to do what Jesus said. I'm telling you, I've had them tell me that. Huh. No, if you're going to do what Jesus said, you're going to do what the apostle Peter done and told you to do. That's what you're going to do. Or you're going to come up short. Amen. You're going to come up short. Amen. You're not going to. Do you understand the importance of doctrines now? Doctrines is the teachings of Jesus Christ. What it's going to take to be saved. He told Nicodemus, a man must, must, must. That's not an option. I have to feel like it. Well, if you want to. Oh, I've had to tell them, well, what was so-and-so got in a car wreck? And they were, I said, you got God so much in a little box that God can't get them out of that car wreck and get a place to baptize if they was going to get right. Besides, you don't know how many times God done visited them and moved off on them and they wouldn't move. They set their stiff neck rebellious. Well, well, God, don't blame God, honey. Don't blame God. I'm just telling you, we're in a world that's... And I'm not smart enough. I'll be honest with you. I'm asking God to help me. I want to be wise. I want to win souls. But I want to tell you something. God's got to help us in this world we're living. There's too many, amen, that feel like, I'm telling you, you ask them. They put a survey out tonight. Did you know that probably 90% of America will say they're going to heaven? Maybe in the 50s. <laughs> but not tonight. Of course, you know, we're dealing with what? What's gracing our pulpits? And you know what they want to tell me? I don't have a right. I don't. The doctrines in this book has all the rights. And you know what? I've got an obligation to preach the doctrines that's in this book. I've got a responsibility to preach the doctrines that's in this book. I got a responsibility to live the doctrines that's in this book. Not just here. Amen. But when I get home. And it's just as important, if not more important, that I live them at the house. Hmm. Praise God. God's going to help us. We're going to work on this. Uh, there, there's a lot to this. I, I got a couple more pages here uh, just to give you a little idea of some things that, uh, um, for instance, doctrines. Uh, if you go to Isaiah, I won't do it. You can stand. I know my time's up. But, but watch this. Isaiah 28 chapter. We'll come back and talk about it some more. But let me just drop this in here. He talks about it. He, he questions. He says, whom shall he teach knowledge? Whom shall he make to understand doctrine? To understand doctrine. I want to understand it. Jesus Christ came along preaching in parables and talked about how he was blinded to some and they desired to look into it and couldn't. But blessed are we that are able to see it and understand it. And I won't go there, Matthew the 13th chapter. But he goes on, he said, Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. What is he saying? Book after book. A little out of this book, and a little out of this book, and then a lot of times a little over here, and over here, a little out of this, and it all begins to say the same thing. Teaching the same doctrine. Instructing 
giving us instructions. Remember, doctrines is instructions. <laughs> Amen. Anybody ever try to put something together and you didn't read the instructions? You thought you can just do it by looking at the picture? Well, guess what? God gave us the Holy Ghost. And there's a lot of people out there by looking at you as a picture. Amen. To say, you know what? There's a God. There's a hope. There's a deliverer. I see something in you and flowing out of you because you are spiritually pistols that that's doctrines inside of you that flows out of you, amen, that can impact those around you and let everybody else know that everybody's not just a call, amen, Christian. That's one thing that's wrong with America. There's so many out there that claims to be Christians, but until you, they get up on Monday morning, they're just Christians on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. Once on Sunday, they about to get it down, you know. They just have a drive-by, drive-through, amen. They, They're actually getting it opposite. The Bible says in the evil day to have more church. Did anybody notice the chapter we took our, our focus verses out of? That third chapter, perilous times. Perilous times. So I, and I know I'm trying to close, but perilous times. I'm telling you we're in perilous times. And doctrines are going to make all the difference whether or not you make it or not. Okay. The doctrines that you're taught... Doctrines you believe in, the doctrines you submit yourself to and yield yourself. Jesus Christ taught us, He said, if the blind leading the blind, who's going in the ditch? Had a little discussion this week, you know, it's your politics. God mentioned it. I said, yeah. I said, two things that nobody, you know, don't talk to me about. Politics and religion. I said, well, what's the two things that governs our world? The spiritual side and the government side of our world. That's when Paul encouraged us to pray for him. Let's do it. From the president down, let's pray for him. They need our prayers. But more important than that, God... I want to get these doctrines anchored into my soul, my mind, my spirit. I want to live this. And I know I don't, but I know you don't. But if we had to, that we'd be willing to live it right by ourselves. We wouldn't follow the crowd. We'd have an ear for the doctrines, the commandments, the laws, the principles, the precepts, the line upon line. Here a little and there a little. That's how the doctrines come. Here a little and there a little. It just works hand in hand to mold us, to shape us. Huh. You know, sometimes I have a feeling we, we may handle the Holy Ghost in a way that... Um, I'm going to say this. It may not go over. You may not understand what I'm trying to say. But uh, you come to repent and you die out. There's some people that don't know anything about this. Don't know anything about doctrine. Don't know anything about separation. God can fill with the Holy Ghost. Now you can watch it. God will work. And you'll start seeing them change. You start seeing things happening. If you'll let the Holy Ghost work. You and I have got to be careful that we don't expect them to do all that in one service. 
Now, we got some testimonies where some pull rings off. They done this. They done that immediately. And some don't. You know why? You know why? One reason. Because even among the apostolics. Now, you're talking about causing confusion. I wonder what would happen to the apostolic movement if everybody looked the same, act the same, and walked the same. That regardless of where they went, they went to an apostolic, one God-believing church. And God help us as preachers. Sometimes we're the problem more than the saints. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Getting together, coming together, working together. And just letting the Holy Ghost work it out. What seemeth good to the Holy Ghost. Because everybody's not the same. Everybody's not going to grow the same. Everybody's not going to mature the same. But you know what? That's the It's precept upon precept. How many knows a lot more about it tonight than you did 10 years ago? You know, a lot of those things is I learned what not to do as much as what to do. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to go handle it that way. I want to please God, be a servant of God. I want to be a soul winner. So you pray for the next few Wednesday nights, and unless the Lord changes direction, uh, we're going to be talking about doctrines. We're going to be talking about things that's, uh, that we feel is a must. Uh, as apostolics and uh, we believe in this apostolic doctrine or teaching it's just how you want to look at it and I, I'm talking about more than just in some type of holiness lifestyle especially the outward one it's needful we believe it we may even talk about it some but I'm talking about some doctrines in here I didn't mention the first two faith and prayer you can dress it to the T but if you don't have genuine faith, it's impossible to please him. And the good reason, a good possibility if you don't have faith is because you don't have a prayer life. Because it's hard to have a good Holy Ghost prayer life and not have faith. Because if you have a good Holy Ghost prayer life and let the Holy Ghost help you pray, even when you don't know what to pray, guess what's going to happen? What you're praying for is going to happen. Well, when that starts, starts happening, guess what you're going to have? You're going to have faith. So it all works together. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Appreciate your kindness and your patience with us. We love you tonight. Appreciate you. Uh, any announcements we need to make? I don't think so. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.